Welcome to the Olive Tree Podcast channel. Whether you're listening from our beloved Durban, South Africa, or from further away, we trust that you would feel welcome and included in what God is doing in our community, and that you feel inspired by today's message. Good morning. Yeah, I agree. Don't pray for Paul. He left me in this. Pray for me. But uh, what a week. I've had uh, just an interesting week. It was, it was my little girl's eighth birthday, which was just so cool. But, but when you have like a milestone moment, you, you think about the whole week. And it's been a fascinating week because uh, we had the, the cyclone, Eloise, that kind of disappeared, we think, uh, like Trump from the White House, maybe too soon. Uh, you know, what I was thinking is that the only thing people are going to remember about Biden's inauguration was that Trump left a letter, but Biden, he won't remember. Anyway, it is too soon to crack those jokes, but, but it's been a fascinating week. The ivermectin war, like, are you a vaccine person? Are you a, a pill person? What, ivermectin, what, what's your vibe? It, it's just been like one of those Carnegie weeks. And so this series is, I think, so important. So we, we started off last week, and, and we started on a prophetic word. We said many are the plans in, in man's heart, but it's God's purpose that prevails. And what I said last week is that I believe that we could get to the end of this year, get to the end of 2021, we could all sit around a brow with, with masks on, we, we could all be together, and if we aligned our plans to the purposes of God, we would be able to say at the end of the year, that was the best year of my life. Now today, I'm going to be speaking about New Year, Old Garden. New Year, Old Garden. And the reason I'm going to speak about New Year, Old Garden is because I want to unlock one purpose of God that will literally transform your life. Now, here's what you have to know about this, is that most people feel like it is not a new year. We're just in the 13th month of 2020. Most people, because everything around us, the garden's the same, the people we're living with are the same, the way we do work, the Zoom calls, the masks, the stupid no beaches, all of that stuff is the same. And so it feels like time is the same. But the truth is, this is a new year in an old garden. And if you align your plans to the purposes of God, I believe that the garden can become an Eden for you. So I want to open up this principle uh, about stewarding uh, the garden that you live in. And if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis 2, verse 4. It says this. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man that he had made. I just want to go back to this verse. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. So here's the thinking. God makes this incredible Garden, available, but not here. 
God makes seeds and he makes animals. He makes everything ready to go, full of potential, but he won't release it until he has a man to cultivate the soil. See, in this verse, we, we get a principle. We get, we get part of our purpose. It is God's purpose for your life that you manage your environment. That, that you manage your Eden. Eden, it means place of delight. That you manage your place of delight. God made you to manage stuff. And if you don't manage stuff, it dies. So God, he, he puts man in the garden. And only once he's put man in the garden does he let stuff come. Which is how we should think in our prayer life. Don't pray for stuff that you can't manage. Pray for wisdom like Solomon did so that you know how to manage it. God will not give you stuff until you're able to manage it. I want to take this a little deeper. In Genesis 1.1, it says this. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in, according to their kinds. Here's the principle. Everything God makes, He makes to perpetuate itself. So He makes the fruit tree to, per, to feed off the, the soil and the nutrients, draw them in to produce fruit. And then the fruit drops and it feeds the soil and out of what it's fed grows a fruit tree. Everything God makes is like this. He, he makes it in a perpetual system. But it's not just a perpetual system to feed itself. It's a perpetual system within an ecosystem. So the fruit tree drops the fruit. The animal eats the fruit. The animal walks somewhere else and passes the fruit. And the, that becomes a fruit tree that feeds the soil. You've watched The Lion King. It's the circle of life. It's that everything needs to feed itself. Everything gives to what gives to it. And, and so the cycle just continues and continues. God makes this incredible cycle of everything feeding everything else. So you've got to ask the question, if God makes a system and a cycle where everything will feed everything else, why does he need man to cultivate it? Why does he wait until man's there before he lets this thing go? Because he could have just made it so that all the trees had grown and all the animals were there and all the rivers were producing all the fruit and it was just all happening, but God waits until man's there. Why does God wait until man's there? I want to submit to you that it's because God's purpose for your life is to delight yourself in your garden and to manage it, to make sure it's working the way it meant to. Now, I'm a farmer, so at heart, uh, everything is filtered in my brain through a game farm. But if you speak to people who farm, they will explain the system to you. A, a farmer who farms crops, who keeps harvesting and harvesting and harvesting and doesn't give back into the soil, will eventually come to a place where the soil will stop producing. It will stop giving him a crop. He will no longer be able to feed off the crop because he stopped feeding the 
thing that feeds the crop. And until he starts planting legumes and gets nutrients back into the soil, it just dies. It's, it's not just plants, it's animals. When I, I grew up on a game farm, there's certain animals that just multiply and multiply and multiply. Impala, they, they breed like rabbits, they breed like impala. And, and so what they will do is they will keep taking and taking and taking and multiplying, 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 because God made things blessed to multiply. And they'll, they'll keep multiplying and eating the grass, and they will take more than they give. And so if you don't cull, if you don't manage the impala, what will eventually happen is a drought will come and you'll lose all your impala because you haven't managed them. This is the truth about all of life. This is how 2020 killed us because what happened is we got a drought. In 2020, suddenly, a whole bunch of things that used to feed us were cut off. And what we were left with is a very little Eden. And if you hadn't been feeding, if you hadn't been cultivating your Eden, if you hadn't been feeding into your marriage in 2019, when you got to 2020, your marriage didn't have anything to feed you. And so the divorce rate across the world, it, it literally doubled in 2020. People were just getting divorced. Why? Because they hadn't nurtured, they hadn't tilled the ground, they hadn't cultivated the soil of their marriage. They weren't feeding what they wanted to feed them. This isn't just marriage. This is a law about life. This is a law about, about work. If you don't feed what you want to feed you if, you, if you're just drawing and drawing and drawing, if you don't bless what blesses you, if you don't pour into what pours into you, if you don't look after what's looking after you, whether it's family or friends, it, it, church, it doesn't matter what it is, if you don't nurture it and manage it, here's the ugly truth, you will eventually lose it. Because God's purpose for your life is that you learn to manage things. So, what happened in 2020 is that we starved. You see, up until 2020, people don't realize this, but if this is your life, up until 2020, what was happening was that you had lots of things feeding you. You had friends feeding you. They would, you'd feed them and they'd feed you. You had family feeding you. You would feed them and they'd feed you. You'd have social gatherings feeding you. You'd feed them and they'd feed you. You'd have all kinds of parties feeding you. You'd have alcohol feeding you. You'd have adrenaline feeding you. Oh, I'm running out of cups. There was so much stuff that was feeding you. It was just, it was just coming in, coming in, coming in. It's from so many different spaces that you didn't know that you were actually getting depleted. And if you were a Christian, you were coming to church every now and again. And so church was giving you that little boost up every Sunday, bang, and you were, you were getting full up again. And then you were kind of dead by Saturday. It, it, was, it was this thing of feeding you. But the truth is, the system was actually draining you. 
The truth is, though you were, you were kind of pumping it up with a few extras and, and adrenaline and a, and a couple of other things and busyness and, and all that, you, you were still getting drained, which is why you, you needed some spiritual input. But then 2020 came along and all these things stopped feeding you. They got taken right off the table. And the things that you wanted to feed you, they were so empty that they couldn't feed you. So you know what I heard people saying? This is, this is what I, I hear people saying the whole time. They, they were saying things like this. I just feel so flat come 2021. I just feel so depleted. I just, I just feel like I, I don't want to get up in the morning. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I feel so drained. You know why, why we're saying that? We say other things as well. We say, I just want to keep my circle smaller, which I, un small, which is, I understand that. It's a, it's a good thing because it's a virus-related thing, but it's not just a virus-related thing. Here's what you're actually saying. You're saying, my environment, all the cups in my life, my family, my, my marriage, my work, my, they're taking more than they're able to give me. And I'm dying. Now, this is kind of depressing up until now. And it's a good job that the Bible is not karma. Because the way karma works is on a closed system. That you manage all of that stuff well, and it keeps feeding you, and this system works. The Bible's not a story about a whole bunch of people who just managed their lives so well, they, they fed whatever was feeding them, they cultivated whatever was going to cultivate or, or give them life. So, so they just enjoyed life and everything went well. That, that's karma. No, the Bible is only about one person who got managing Eden right. Everybody else broke it. In fact, let me read you a scripture. It's from Romans. Chapter 5, it says this, but there is a great difference between Adam's sin, Adam who broke it, everything was blessed, everything was working, the system was working because nobody was being selfish and taking more than they could get, Adam was managing right, Adam's sin broke it. There's a difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift, for the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, for Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Here's what it's saying. It's saying, Adam broke the system and we've been breaking it ever since. Adam, Adam had the system that, that he could source life in no sin environments that just perpetually kept giving and he chose to break the system. He chose a system that was draining. And here's the situation. 
In fact, I have to turn this off because many people are wanting to go to the toilet right now. But, but here's the system that God creates. He goes, there's a take two for you. If you have mismanaged your life, if you have messed up cultivating stuff, if you haven't sowed into the soil of your marriage, yeah, sure, it's not going to feed you right now. If you've got four stray cats and a SPCA dog and a hamster in your one-bedroom flat, if you've put yourself into a position where everything is taking more than you're able to give it, here's the thing. There is another source. See, the gospel is this. It's that there's another source. There is a source that does not run dry. There is a source called the bread of life. The water, the spring that never runs dry. There is a source that allows you to leak in your broken system and still give to people who drained around you. You don't have to make your circle bigger. You don't have to live in a system in a thinking that everything around me has to feed me. I can now live in a source that is overflowing in the grace and mercy of God because Jesus fills us to overflow. If you want 2021 to be the best year of your life, you want to look back on 2021, here's what you've got to get. Jesus is the source. He will cause you to overflow, but you have to feed on Him. If you feed on Him, and you feed on Him, and you cultivate that relationship, it will provide you with perpetual life that you will be able to give to other people. And here's the beauty of it. If you feed off the perpetual life that God gives you, and you overflow into the people around you, you will not just benefit from your relationship with Jesus, you will also benefit from the fruit of your relationships with the people around you. And you will end this year, and you will go, that was the best year of my life. But you've got to change the source. I want to just speak to people who don't know Jesus right now. 2020 would have drained you so much that you know right now. Your soul knows. Your head might not be acknowledging it, but your soul knows you need the streams of living water that feed your soul. You need the bread of life. You need that sense of salvation. See, the difference between when I knew Jesus and when I didn't know Jesus was that when I, when I knew Jesus, when I'd accepted him into my life, I knew the God who is my salvation, and therefore I could wake up with this feeling of there is peace here. This relationship, even though I've mismanaged it, it's been made right because of Jesus. I'm Adam, I sinned, I messed it up, but God's abundant grace has made it possible for me to be in a relationship with Jesus, with the Father through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sin. You think the message of Jesus is just like a story made up, but your soul knows that it needs Jesus. And so I want to say to you, if you're not a Christian, ask Jesus into your life right now. Why don't you pray a prayer and just go, Jesus, I'm dry. 
I'm in debt. My soul's depleted. I'm taking up more than I can put in. The things around me, they're not feeding me. I need you to come into my life and give me your Holy Spirit. Please come into my life. And if you're a Christian, because I've met so many Christians and I've had conversations with so many Christians, I want to say to you, last year in lockdown, you will not survive if you don't cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ, with the source. You will not survive off everything around you, the, whether it's conspiracy theories or, or your friends or social media or you, even your marriage, even if you've managed it well. You will not survive off that. You won't thrive off that. You'll keep making your life smaller and smaller. You'll keep containing your garden instead of growing the garden. You'll keep asking small prayers instead of asking God for big territory. You'll keep making your life all about you. But if you want 2021 to be the best year of your life, you have to pray this prayer. You have to go, Lord Jesus, I repent for trying to feed my own soul. I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to make a way to drink from you so that I can feed others and eat of their fruit. So Jesus, help me to feed off you this year. Help me change my calendar. Help me change how I think, what I watch before I go to bed. Lord, help me in every single aspect of my life to be full of you every day. You come, my salvation, my God, my rock, my bread of life, my water, and you fill my soul. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you and may he fill you. And though this message may have been really simple for you, may it dig deep into the recesses of your soul and cause you to realize that there is a, there's a spring for you. I pray the Holy Spirit blesses you this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about disciplines and how God can change those, change the habits of your life to give you new life. But may God just fill you this day with His Holy Spirit. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to find out more information about Olive Tree Church, please visit our website at otc.org.za or email info at otc.org.za. We hope you have an amazing week.